Welcome to the Cap City Offers podcast. This is episode 86. Uh, we have a random assortment of things to do today or to go through um, to the point where we're not even calling this a podcast. We're going to call it a gump cast. In no particular order, Jenna said. Um, hey guys, we're, we're going to just run through a few different things that have been uh, front and center on the public stage um, and that are relevant to what we do, relevant to what you do, where you live, how you live, etc. Um, just a, a quick catch up on the state of the industry, still a train wreck. Uh, we are coming up on the end of August, heading into September rapidly. Um, you know, the kids are back in school ish. Um, the world's still burning. Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin has decided to burn itself to the ground. Um, and at least they, you know, only waited a week or so to do something about it. Um, but anyway, so state of the industry is that there's nine millimeter ammo, um, pistol ammo in general, 389, 38, 40, 45, etc., and specifically anything that uses small pistol primers uh, is extremely difficult to get both from a training category of ammo perspective and from a defensive ammo category perspective. Uh, we've seen prices nearly triple at this point online. Uh, ammo you were buying for 17 cents a round uh, six months ago is now pushing 60 cents a round. Um, so if you, you know, if you go in your local purveyor and, and the ammo prices seem kind of high, uh, they may or may not be gouging you. Um, the reality check is the prices have gone through the roof. We haven't had enough ball ammo to decide if prices have gone up significantly or not, because we haven't seen any in about 60 days, um, from any of our distributors yeah. to know where the costing actually is right now. But the prices are going up because the demand is there for sure. Um, so if you're out and about and you're hearing this podcast and decide that you need to go shopping for 9 millimeter ammo, um, 2019 was, was a while ago. Uh, you're looking at 2020 prices. And like everything else, go home 2020. You're drunk. So um, so state industry, it sucks. Gun-wise, uh, seen a little bit of movement on guns, but again, not anything significant. Um, brand names of firearms that you would commonly think of with which to defend yourself, uh, both in or all three in the rifle category, shotgun category, and in the pistol category, um, revolvers and pistols, auto pistols, both. There just aren't very many out there. There are some brands that seem to be able to move some guns. Um, FN's moving a little bit here and there. CZ's moving a little bit here and there. Uh, the occasional Smith & Wesson will pop up. Uh, the breadcrumb Glock will pop up. But it just, it is extremely sparse. So if you're hunting for a gun and again, one pops up, um, street prices right now are significantly higher than they were in 2019. If you need it, you know, suck it up and pay for it. If you already got a couple, you might look at maybe trying to find some place to go train and take a class. Um, again, assuming you have the ammo on hand or can beg, borrow, or steal the ammo to go take training. Um, you know, a, a lot of the instructors are back in the game and after losing the first half of the year, They'd like to fill up some classes, and I'd say going and supporting those guys and learning learning your trade more than buying more tools and toys might not be a bad thing to look at this year if you have the ammo. Uh, if not, it's going to be rough. So um, along with that, we'll go re revisit the idea of being your brother or neighbor's keeper. Um, you know, uh, keep an eye out for those folks. We've got a lot of new folks in the industry that have purchased firearms here recently. Um, they need brought along. They need to understand safety. They need to understand proper usage. They need to understand um, the appropriateness of usage, when, where, but how and why, and all those different things too. Um, and, and when we say, you know, be your brother's keeper, help these folks along, you know, help them get where they're going. If you've never trained anybody to do anything ever, maybe not your job to go teach somebody how to shoot a gun, even if you're a good shot. 
Um, are you a good trainer? Um, maybe you're not as good a shot as you think you are. So, you know, if you're pretty squared away, um, if you're, you know, if you're a professional or you do a fair amount of this or you can get somebody off the ground baseline wise, um, you know, if you've, if you've never thought about teaching somebody how to shoot from a curriculum standpoint, um, then maybe the best thing you can do for your neighbor is help point them in the direction of good firearms training from a local reputable source uh, and help them get in a class. Maybe go take that class with them. Maybe make, make it a little more approachable. Um, if you've got a group of guys that are pretty squared away, you know, maybe you invite the newbie into the fold, um, you know, that training group and, and help them get, you know, bring them in under your wing and help get them moving. But understand that you need to do this within your limitations. Um, so part of that, maybe, maybe you're not teaching them how to shoot or taking them to the range and letting them learn bad habits or absorbing your bad habits. Maybe you're getting them in front of somebody who can start them at a foundational level with just really good basics and help them move forward and set that foundation up. So, um, you know, whatever that may be, play your part as it's appropriate, uh, for sure. So, um, going from that, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, like I said, current events, uh, right now the Kenosha thing's blown up. Um, young Squire Rittenhouse, um, you know, wandered into a, a hornet's nest, um, and, and survived the battle, um, the, 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 the battle of violence, um, I would say, and it, you know, there's a lot of going on out there about how this kid, you know, he took care of business, but the reality check is he was, he had bad guys with hands on him. Um, and you know, it's a general rule of thumb, you know, if you let somebody get close enough to you to tickle your nose, your, your tactics probably weren't where they should be. Um, I'm not going to get into the legal issues of his age. I'm not going to get into the legal issues of protecting property with deadly force. I'm not going to get into the legal issues of trying to be a good guy in a world where it's bad guys protesting, rioting, raising hell and causing problems. I'm not going to get into, you know, trying to be a good guy at two 30 in the morning, wandering into this crowd rather than being near the property you said you were trying to protect or any of those things, um, or the morality of any of it except to say um, th th this kid had a sling on his gun and it probably saved his life. Yeah. So that's one of the tools that we're going to talk about. Um, the, the things that he didn't do, we talk a lot about avoidance. Um, if you carry a weapon in the open, a rifle or not, a handgun concealed or in the open or not, um, avoidance is a really, 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 really big deal. You win every single fight that you don't get into. Um, there's a certain part of this that smells like maybe this kid was looking for it. Maybe not. I don't know. But avoidance is always going to be key. Um, so we'll throw out there the idea of, you know, we, we talk about the three S's, um, the three stupids. Don't go stupid places. But stupid people. And do stupid things. Um, you know, again, so, the, you know, if, if this kid was going to protect the family business, family property, a relative's business, a relative's property, etc., um, you've kind of got to weigh out what the value of that property is to you, um, you know, and, and what <laughs> and what it's actually worth. You know, is your insurance going to clean things up? And, and I get the ethical aspect of it's your property or your family's property and you guys have earned it and you should be allowed to protect it. I'm totally cool with that. Um, but there is a risk reward conversation that each person needs to have internally with themselves before wading in like John Wayne, um, you know, to set things straight. So. Uh, the three stupids, don't go stupid places with stupid people and do stupid things. Um, you know, beyond that, the, you know, there, there are some things that will help with that too, guys. When you start talking about, we're also seeing, you know, concerns around mob violence. Um, this particular event, this gentleman, you know, found himself in it, whether he went looking for it or not. Um, you know, and there's, there, 
big concern I think we're seeing in the firearms industry right now with folks who've never owned a gun before is is that is their concern is mob violence. It is it is the rioting. Um, we have a, a a a new and significant customer base of folks who have purchased properties um, in areas that have been gentrified, um, in areas you know that are adjacent to not so nice areas, um, not so well off areas, or are adjacent to downtown areas where this rioting has occurred. And a lot of these folks are folks, you know, who, you know, we joke in the store, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, we got a lot of folks who voted for Obama twice now looking to buy a gun. And the irony of that, you know, is, is significant. Um, back to bringing those folks into the fold, rather than poking, poking them in the eye with it, you know, have that conversation. But the reality check is there's a lot of folks out there who find themselves a lot closer to violence um, or very unsettling behavior than they've ever wanted to be. And they're dealing with it. Uh, they're going and purchasing the tool that's going to set them aside from that. So maybe the conversation again becomes being your brother's keeper by helping them, you know, planning, helping them, you know, planning and training for dealing with mob violence might mean, you know, are we talking vehicle based? Are you in your car? Have you had a conversation about, you know, simply don't stop, keep driving. Um, you don't have to accelerate and do a burnout name for people. But if you pull up to an intersection, you find your car being surrounded, the pedal on the right will make it move forward. Um, you don't have to hammer it, but you should definitely move forward. You should definitely get out of that area. That is part of avoidance would be egressing a large mob of people that seem to be hell-bent on doing you harm. Um, the training to do that is a kind of a difficult thing to do because it's really hard to get volunteers to go stand in front of your vehicle while you accelerate through an intersection. Um, having said that, the planning aspect of it where you talk and you know, war game these things mentally you know, sit down and, and, and there are a lot of podcasts out there right now. There are a lot of folks out there who are in the media who have put out pretty good content on this stuff. Um, Jack Carr, uh, I don't know if you guys follow any of the James Reese novels. Um, Jack Carr is a writer, former Navy SEAL, who, who has his celebrity has definitely increased dramatically in the last year or two. Um, actually put out a really good uh, piece of information around dealing with, you know, mobs when you're in a vehicle, you know, and talks about tactics, techniques, and procedures um, you know, there's a lot of places you can go seek out that kind of information on the internet from professionals, from vetted people who can train you and give you good advice. Understand that their advice from a legal perspective is going to vary from region to region. Yeah. Um, Greg Elifritz and activeresponsetraining.net yep. has a couple of really good articles on his blog regarding mob violence and how to drive out of such situations in a vehicle along with a lot of other how do I tactically war game this unpleasant scenario? Yes. So, and a lot of that, you know, is, is that pre-planning aspect to it. Um, you know, there's, there's a saying, you, you know, your, your body's not going to want to go someplace your mind hasn't already gone. Um, you know, athletes around the world at, at varying levels of, of performance ability are still taught fairly early on to visualize success and visualize what it is you want to accomplish. And if you haven't thought about being in that environment and what success looks like, meaning success means getting away from the crowd without anybody getting hurt, you, your tribe, and hopefully no one in the, no one in the crowd or in the mob too, but they put themselves in that place and they made that choice. So that's kind of a little bit on them if that happens. So, you know, we go back to looking up the resources, chasing down resources like uh, Greg's website, uh, like some of the guys out there that put out content on a regular basis, a lot of folks are dealing with this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if you follow, you know, if you want to chase down John Lovell at Warrior Poet Society, he's done some stuff on this fairly recently, pretty good information. 
Um, guy's a former soft guy, um, you know, long-term uh, ranger, and he's done some interesting stuff. Is also an instructor and really good at communicating information. So a good guy to look into for that too. Um, jumping into our end, of, our end of the pool on this conversation would be the tools. Um, you know, what tools do you have available to you? I don't sell Ford F-350s with great big cow guards on the front of them. Um, but or maybe maybe go find guns. that. Yeah, or mini guns. But maybe go find that guy, you know. Um, you know, your vehicle you're driving, is it is it capable enough to drive around a problem? Is it capable enough to literally drive through a ditch, drive over a curb, etc., things like that without disabling your vehicle? Um, and, and preferably without doing a boatload of damage to it. Um, you know, but the idea being, you know, tools-wise, you know, your, is your vehicle there? But then beyond that, um, you know, uh, tools that give you options like very, very bright flashlights, whether they be attached to guns or not. Um, if it's attached to a gun, be aware, pointing a flashlight at somebody on a gun is called brandishing. Um, could also be called assault, um, depending on what you're looking at. So, you know, yeah. be cautious with that. But having a stupid bright light in your vehicle that you, if somebody's close enough, you can blind them with it. Maybe that instant of, you know, resetting someone's loop a little bit might give you a chance to make a little bit better decision. Um, things like pepper spray. Uh, we've had a number of people say here recently that they, you know, they've started carrying pepper spray. Our pepper spray sales are through the freaking roof. Um, pepper spray is a phenomenal option because it's something that you can use um, in a lot of situations. And even when you're maybe a little bit unsure, um, you know, with a firearm, they say that, you know, if you need to shoot somebody, you'll be absolutely sure you need to shoot somebody, even if you're wrong. Um, <laughs> which is kind of scary. Uh, but the reality check is, you, you know, say they say that the hair on the back of your neck will stand up. You'll know in your gut that that person needs, you know, needs something done immediately with pepper spray. If you're not exactly sure, you can probably pepper spray somebody with a little bit of forgiveness and go, wow, I guess I misread that. No harm, no foul. Um, the next two showers for you are going to suck, but I apologize. Um, having pepper spray around is a phenomenal tool in that regard because it gives you some forgiveness. It gives you that level of less lethal to progress to, uh, through the force continuum, rather than going from zero to 120, you've got a 20, 30 mile an hour stop in there somewhere before you end up in jail for making a mistake. Um, pepper spray also down the road, if there is a legal fight down the road and things progress beyond less lethal forces, less lethal tools, and you have to do violence on somebody in a different fashion, shows that you th were thoughtful previous to the engagement about having a less lethal tool, that you weren't just going out looking to, you know, get your conus kill or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that you actually thought about this a little bit. You carry pepper spray around, around with you, and, you know, yes, yes, your honor, I carry pepper spray because I don't want to have to hurt somebody, but this guy gave me no choice. I had to shoot him. I didn't even get a chance to use my pepper spray. Um, those types of things have been preached for decades by guys like Masad Ayub um, and a number of other folks out there who have taught civilians and law enforcement both to utilize the force continuum. Having it with you shows that you thought about not wanting to kill somebody um, or having a different option. Uh, additionally, things like holsters uh, with retention, whether that be a concealed holster with a level one or an open holster with a level two, level three, etc., in this day and age, if you're a law enforcement officer and you work for a small agency, um, that agency could be drawn into one of these situations as, as a mutual aid relationship with a larger agency. Um, if you are going into deal with crowd control or lots of people or a situation that's maybe not crowd control, but because of the current times could turn into it very, very quickly. Um, if you're not running at least a level two holster or, or preferably a level three retention holster, you may want to rethink what you're up against. Um, if your agency allows you to cowboy it up and wear a leather holster with a snap over it and you think that's good enough, 
that's up to you, but your weapon retention skills have better be on point. Same thing goes for the open concede or the open carry uh, civilian. If you're walking around out there with the SERPA, um, there are dudes in prison who, you know, you spend two or three years in prison, you've gotten a master's degree on how to take a gun away from you. Um, they practice it actually in prison. So there's a reality check too, to understanding that, you know, if you're going to carry something in the open, A, don't because you're giving up tactical advantage. I know it's your, I know it's your God given right. The NRA told you so. You're going to have Wayne LaPierre's baby someday, you know, whatever. Um, but there's a reality check to, you know, if you don't have to carry the gun in the open, don't. If you're, you know, if, if that's your only choice because you don't have a concealed carry permit and you can't get one right now, whatever, that's fine. But you're painting a bullseye on your own ass. And tactically, it's a bad decision. Doing it with a crappy retention holster or lack of retention holster is probably, you know, the pinnacle of doing things all wrong. Make sense? Absolutely. Cool. Um, I'm kind of on a rant. Slow me down if you need to. Um, the last thing I'll talk about when it comes to tools, uh, along with holsters and stuff like that, would be slings. Um, again, Young Squire Rittenhouse would probably be dead on the ground smushed right now or shot probably by a pedophile or a former girlfriend beater or whatever. Um, it looked like there was a fairly fairly unsavory number of folks that he um, put the hate into. Uh, not that that excuses it or you know changes his tactics. The tactics end of things, he let people get close to him. Wearing a sling is about retaining your weapon when you don't have hands on it. Um, he it, Had he not had a sling on, I'm pretty sure he would have been without a weapon and maybe killed by his own weapon, maybe just stomped to death. Maybe he'd have gotten yeah. up and ran away. Who knows? Um, but that sling, I think, probably is one of the things that helped him survive that series of encounters. Um, good on him for having it. Um, so somebody was watching down on him. So hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully his rabbis told him to use a sling or, you know, he got his rabbis online or whatever the case may be, but good on him for that anyway. So it also gave him the ability to, when he approached law enforcement, have both hands up and the weapon slung presenting zero threat to those officers. To the extent that they drove right past him. Multiple Um, cars. Those Bearcats (laughs) drove right past him. Now, understanding they were responding to injured people, you know, from a shooting, um, you know, so they weren't looking for the kid with the gun because too many goofballs probably had guns at that point in time anyway so um but yeah you know slings are a big deal if you you know the sling is the analog to a holster for a handgun you should have one if you're going to carry it around so cool um like i said i I said today was going to be a gump cast not a podcast so there it was in no particular order rapid fire um if you need to rewind it listen to it again um I wouldn't, but whatever. That's cool. So, <laughs> anything yeah. you want to add to my rant? Oh, if you're gonna go do stupid things with stupid people and do, or go to stupid places and do stupid things with stupid people, um, bring lots of friends. Yeah. Uh, on the tactics side, um, Young Square Rittenhouse was in the middle of the shit by himself, um, and that is not a good place to be. Yeah, yeah. He handled it. I, I think it's probably about as well as any as any of us could expect. But the problem was putting yourself there. So uh, to do yeah. to yeah. proper, you know, man, small call it small infantry, you know, maneuver tactics. Uh, you need more people than just one. Yeah, it's hard to fire and maneuver when there's only one of you. So it's hard to cover yourself when there's only one of you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to share a pup tent half or a shelter half when there's only one of you. So or yeah. maintain 360 degrees. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you haven't thought about getting your tribe squared away, um, honestly, like a year ago was really the time to do that. Yeah, um, you should you should prioritize um, figuring out tribe and whatnot. Um, probably with 
post haste. Yeah, I would I would say definitely you know start start with you. Um, you know the reality check is if you are the primary source of security for yourself and your family. Uh, if you have a family, if it's just you, take care of you, get yourself squared away, and then start developing your tribe locally. If you if it's you and you have a family and you're responsible for the security of your family, then you need to work on you getting your family squared away and then working on the tribe around you as well. Um, you know, when we say tribe, we, we do mean that in terms of not necessarily blood relatives, um, but those people that you care about and, and whom you feel like you can count on or whom you feel like will count on you. Um, if somebody's telling you, you know, oh, when it melts down, I'm just going to come to your house. Well, that's cool. But, you know, lawyers, guns and money um, bring it all, you know, and, and bullets at this point. And, you know, I don't know, food, hot young chicks, I don't know, whatever. Bring some stuff with you um, because, you know, that, that person's not looking for you to show up empty handed going, oh, my gosh, things got really weird. Um, you know, so don't don't be that person who shows up on someone's doorstep breathless looking for help. Be that person who shows up on someone's doorstep going, hey, Help me get this ammo out of my truck and this rice and these beans and this food um, and all this med gear. So, and, well, I'll leave it at that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Got anything else to add? I think that's enough, dude. That was a, that was, that was a pretty good rant. Um, if you listened all the way through that, thank you for tolerating me. Uh, just some stuff that's been on our mind that it's it's kind of, it's hard to watch some of this stuff going on. Honestly, guys, it, it's, it's, it's a little tough to see the desperation that we see in some of our customers. Our customers are walking in the store in Hilliard, which has been a very safe place um, through all of this and is, is literally, you know, at a minimum, probably what, eight miles from downtown, six miles from downtown. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen, you know, any significant turmoil out here in this burb. Um, to the exception of some high schoolers at the roundabout. Yeah, yeah. And, and even at that, they've been pretty well behaved. And the reality check, too, is our local law enforcement has a pretty daggone good handle on things. The, the flag is getting waved a lot. They've got squared away dudes and dudes and dudettes ready to take care of business. Um, you know, so Hilliard's not seeing any weirdness, but I'm still having people that are walking into the shop and they're, they're scared. You can hear it in their voice. You can see it in their eyes. Um, and some of these folks are not new to guns, but they're new to unrest um, and they've never seen it before. And some of them are new to all of it. So it's, it's a little bit of a weird world. So... Maybe showing a little bit of compassion to your neighbor and, like I said, helping to get them squared away if you can would be a wonderful thing. So hopefully we find our way through this. Yeah, I would say, uh, lastly, if you are looking for defensive weapons or you got you know, trusted family, friends, coworkers, etc., cetera, uh, now is not the time to have fashion needs about your particular weapon you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, unfortunately... You know, we all want cool stuff, but it, it, right now we should be looking at tools. We should be looking at, at hammers, um, you know, not at collectibles, it, you know, if, if that's what you're concerned about. If you've got all your hammers and you want collectibles, that's cool. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. On that note, um, please visit us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Cap City Outfitters. Uh, as we get things in, like Glock pistols and ammo and cool AR-15s and stuff, um, that's where it gets posted first. Um, yeah, if you see something on there that you like, feel free to give us a call. Um, we can take a deposit over the phone with a credit card and hold that thing for you. Um, also sign up for our weekly newsletter. It comes out on Friday mornings. You can do that on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com, and we will happily sign you up for that. Um, on our website, you'll find all kinds of useful information, such as how to do an FFL transfer, 
or how to buy a suppressor through our portal on silencershop.com. Um, lastly, please come and see us in the store. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road in Hilliard, Ohio. Uh, we're right in front of Aldi's. We're right next door to Louis Fusion Grill. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you. Um, please be advised that our COVID-19 related hours due to Mini Mike's tyrannical decrees are 10 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday. And we are limiting it to four customers in the store at a time so that people can properly social distance. Um, that's generally not been more than maybe a two-minute wait this sure. week for sure. anyone. Yep. Um, yeah, please come and see us. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you. And we'll see you next time. Nanu, nanu.